This is Evan Blum of Brudat, and you're listening to the Beer Mighty Things podcast. Welcome into the Beer Mighty Things podcast. It's what you listen to while you brew. It's what's in your ears as you drink beers. Today's guest is a PA native, but coming to us from his new Brooklyn home, he is helping you discover the craft beer scene, be it Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Northeast. He's the co-founder at Brudat. His name is Evan Blum. Evan, welcome to the club here. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Kyle, for having me. Excited to be on. You're very welcome, man. So talk to me. You are in Brooklyn. Um, you are a Pennsylvania native and you're, you're new to Brooklyn, right? Very new to Brooklyn. I've been here for about six months so far. Nice. Actually, so I see on your Instagram. So uh, Evan at you can find him at brood at so B-R-E-W-E-D-A-T. I just want to say like brood at like go brood at, you know, <laughs> brood at beer, man. Um, but it's brewed at, it's where the beer is being brewed at. And I have the beer and brewing industry magazine next to me and it has the ladies from Talia beer on it. So real quick, you're in Brooklyn, you've been to Talia. Uh, tell me about that. And am I even pronouncing it right? Yeah, Talia, I, we've been there. Uh, we did a couple, I did an episode a little while ago. Um, the place is stunning. It is beautiful. They do something very unique there. They try to capture the essence of beer for specifically like women where you can essentially show to anybody. So yeah. really trying to get the beer to go to anybody you'd like to. Okay. And yeah, they're really, really, uh, really talented there. Awesome. Yeah. They're getting a lot of press and, uh, they're the one company that I've been like, Hey, you know, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And they're like, yes, but not right now. So I know that they're just kind of going full gangbusters um cool well evan i appreciate you taking the time to do this hopefully you don't hear the construction going on behind me um talk to me about brood at you are a co-founder so therefore you have another founder and you know what is brood at yeah so i have another partner as well his name is cole cole is not able to be here today um, but brood at really is a concept to show craft beer to a new generation of casual drinkers um, and really just trying to showcase and funnel craft beer scene to a centric location. So in 2023, there's about 1,500 breweries that are all looking for some uh, market share in this world. So each of them trying to run their own social medias and really create and generate a buzz for themselves. So what we do is we support them in trying to get them to a new person or get them to a, a new consumer of someone who's interested in craft beer. So really just showcasing what's going on in the beer scene, helping them expand their reach and showcase that to a new person. Love it. Talk to me a little bit about your background. You have a supply chain degree from Temple down in Philly, and then you were at Nestle for three years. So Going to Nestle, did you use that supply chain degree? Was it was it what you thought? Are you still in that world now, or uh, what's going on? Yeah, so I am not in that world anymore. Uh, really, I went to Temple looking for the generic path, I guess, that I was kind of always told I would get to and wanted to get to, and I've been able to achieve that in that sense, but after getting the supply chain degree and just working in the corporate environment for two to three years, I saw something where 
is this what I really want to do in 30 years from now in supply chain and climbing the corporate ladder? Or should I work on something else? And I really saw just like a, a niche in what craft beer is and how it's growing and how it's changing. And there's this new age of people like me and a lot of younger people that are really going to be getting into craft beer one day and wanted to like kind of pursue something along those lines. So supply chain wasn't really holding my long-term interest in working in corporate. It's, it taught me a lot of great things. It really did. I love all the people that I worked with. It was just where you have to really fight for everything you're doing and not necessarily building your own thing takes away from a lot of the excitement that you're working on. It's wild that, I mean, you're 25 now, right? In 2023, right? I'm 25. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of folks spend a lot of time in corporate America before they finally get out. You know, I did seven years. <laughs> it sounds like prison. I did seven years in corporate America. <laughs> um, but eventually there's there's a time where you're like, all right, you know, I learned some things. I learned what I like, what I don't like about this. I'm going to go do my thing. But that, you did that in three years, which is that's that's really fast. I, I feel like for most of that, you knew your passion. You're like, I'm going. And, and that was you know, again, daring mighty things is, is what this is all about. And I feel like that's what you did. I mean, three years in corporate America and then you got out. That's, that's quick, man. What yeah. Was that feeling I mean, like? I or, think or, you know, how long, how long did you have the idea before you left Nestle or were you already doing this there or what? So at Nestle about two years in, we kind of started doing the videos and I had this concept for, about a year and a half into Nestle. Once we could start executing, it's sorting started to get some traction, really starting to like showcase what we're about. And I think the biggest thing that's pushed me to take the risk and it, every day it is scary. Every day it's different. Every day it's, you're betting on yourself more than anything. But I think the biggest lesson I've learned was, Everybody in corporate also doesn't necessarily know what's happening. It's, it's a different sort of problem or crapshoot every day. And there's no real right answer. And being young and coming from just graduating college at that point, you think when you go into the workforce, it's like, Oh, everybody's got it figured out. Everybody's got it correct. It's all sort of there. And you're just younger trying to figure it out until you get to that point. But like anything in life, there's figuring it out at all times. Yeah. So I thought if no one in corporate necessarily has the, the, the perfect formula, like neither do I. And that can put me into a spot where I can just take the risk on myself because I'm confident in what I'm doing. And that's great. And like my ideas. That's great. I, you're, Instagram feed is super eye-catching, I guess I would call it. Um, do you do, or is it you who's doing the, I don't call it like artwork, but doing the post, do you have a graphic designer or, or where are you? Yeah, so there, I, there's a couple people on our team. Okay. I do not do the post. My partner does the actual design. He's in advertising and marketing. 
Uh, yeah, graduate. That sense. That's great. Did he work at Nestle with you? He did not. No. no. Okay. Yeah. My partner, Cole, he's actually one of my best friends since high school. Uh, we went to temple together. He was my roommate. Um, and after graduating, after a year and a half at Nestle, I pitched Cole. I'm like, I have this crazy idea. We're going to showcase like craft beer on a really different way that it's been currently doing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. It's super easy to get in. And he's just a creative guy and wants to really like flex that creative muscle rather than work in his, his full-time job as well. So it's great. He's I mean, the, the visuals are, you know, like, I, I just want to keep looking at more and you do a lot of reels. So um, you're, you're doing a really good job of just highlighting these breweries. I assume that they're benefiting as well. You know, you're bringing attention to them. Um, I assume you're getting a few free beers out of the deal <laughs> to say. Yeah, the least. It, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, it's all it, like, it really is. It's all about boosting up the, the craft beer scene in a different sort of light. So like we've had multiple people that we've never met before come up to us and just be like, Oh, I've seen you guys on, on yeah. Brudat. And like just all the comments we get or all the, the messages we get saying, Oh, we found this place through you guys and we love it here. Great. It's one of the coolest things and really gratitude. Uh, like right. gratifying. It's really nice. Yeah. For what we do, because on our side, we don't necessarily get a, see any direct feedback. We just see a bunch of numbers and we put out stuff that we think people would enjoy. So getting to actually hear and see those sort of like yeah. people talk to us is, is really nice. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'll find the, the more you spend more time you spend in the craft beer scene, you know, everybody's so friendly, you end up with a whole new slew of friends you can call or text or, you know, at any point in time or at any location. Talk to me a little bit about the first beer that was like, oh, this is this is the stuff right here. You know, maybe the beer that wasn't, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so drinking through college, everybody had some of their go-to beers. You start out with pretty crappy beers. You get into your your, your later years, and we started drinking some more craft beers. One of the the first craft beers I I drank was victory golden monkey and you only need two of those to get the job done so true. wasn't necessarily my favorite but i do love sour monkey now but okay. i would say the big beer that got me into like seeing there's a different actual beer out there that that tastes great and just you almost get a creative feel in it was was uh kona big wave hmm. uh, okay. something that now it's a little bit more mainstream. You see it everywhere now, but something that when I had for the first time, I was like, wow, there's something unique about this. Interesting. And it was something that really resonated. I'm also, I love Hawaii. So that, that could be something, the branding there is beautiful. And that like, I'm a big fan of marketing and branding. So just it takes really, you to that place. It does. It does. It does a great job of it. That's great. I mean, it's a simple, it's just a golden ale. So it's simple beer, um, nothing crazy, probably not too far from any of the lagers you might have had, or, you know, obviously it's an ale, but simple beer, right? Um, clean, crisp, mm -hmm. takes you to the beach. Okay. Yeah. And then from there, just being not of age yet, being in my late teens and early 20s, or not 21, I had a lot of family that would bring me to uh, just breweries and would just, 
watch them get flights. Yep. And that was something that was super intriguing to me at all points. So like going to Triumph for Yards, some of those places that have these flights. And I just thought like, wow, that's so much fun. Yeah. And until I turned 21, like just something about it. Like there's a difference between every glass that they're serving, the different flight paddles that they're serving, the creative outlets of the actual places. It's all a different piece of art, essentially. Yeah. And something that really made me fall in love with like what craft beer is, that's not necessarily just the beer. So something really cool in the whole scene that what I want to try to do is embody that to our, our audience and to people that don't necessarily see that side of craft beer. Yeah. People who aren't like geeking out on it, you know, they, Hey beer, it's craft beer. And a lot of people just think, all right, craft beer, hoppy. I don't like that stuff when, you know, but you can like, it's an experience, right? Going to forgotten boardwalk in New Jersey is an experience, right? It's something you remember every place has something different. And and to your point about the paddles, you know, the flight paddles, everybody does those differently, you know, different shapes, different styles. Um, Hey, no, we don't do those, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's everything is unique. And that's, that's why, you know, breweries are allowed to exist on every corner because it's not the same as going to just each one, you know, what's your favorite brewery to visit in uh, Brooklyn? Favorite one in Brooklyn, I would say, is KCBC, Kings County Brewers Collective, right around the corner from us. They do something really – their place inside is really pretty. They have these open glass sort of garage that you look outside. You get a nice, like, sunlight. Their branding is so cool and fun. They do have great can art. Is that can art kind of throughout the tap room? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they they have a pinball machine. That is KCBC branded Deadpool pinball machine. No way. It's like really fun in there. It's really cool. That's cool. And then they do some really great sours. Like okay. one of my favorites. I'm a big sour guy. So okay. I'm not sure I've had any of their sours. I've always had their, you know, IPAs and cans. And um, I've been there. I've never been inside the brewery, uh, the tap room itself. I've been among the tanks. Um, good spot. I also love the Finback location. It's probably not too far there off of like President Street. Right. It is pretty close. I actually haven't been to Finback yet. Oh, That's one of the top on my list. So that place, that Finback location, it's actually all, I don't know if they've made any changes or or maybe it wasn't even done, but it was all plywood. And it almost really? looked like, it looked like, it's like a castle inside it. You feel like you're in a castle. It's It's weird, but they did a really good job with the, just plywood, very simple, but there's, they made archways and there's, it's really neat. So you should go check it out. And there's big, you know, the big whale on the wall and, uh, but just the the nicest guys who are the owners there. So they have their own coffee program too. I highly recommend oh, that transmitters. Cool. Uh, not too far from you guys. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great beer scene. How do you get around to each? Are you, is there scooters? Are you doing an Uber? Can you walk? Um, if they're in Williamsburg, which we're, where I am at, I can walk to them. So that's like the Bushwick ones, like KCBC, Graham Interboro. Interboro is right over there. Okay. Other half is very close. Yep. Brooklyn Brewery, like there's a large amount of place. Kegs and, Keg and Lantern, yep. um, they're Greenpoint? all right in the air. Greenpoint? Greenpoint, yep. Okay. I know where you are. I know Keg and, and Lantern is around the corner. 
And then once you get more to like Red Hook, you'll get like Six Point, Finback, uh, Wild East, a lot of places lot over about, there too. I'm hearing a lot about Wild East. Yeah. Strong, yeah. They're really popular. Too. Good spot. Love Strong Rope. Love yeah. Strong Rope. Jason's the man. Beautiful. A lot of good artwork over there too. Their artist is great. And so, they have a right of the Statue of Liberty right outside of their, their, uh, yes. What a great, great outdoor space, you know, indoor space is beautiful. And then even just the outdoor, all the grass, like you don't see that. I feel like they're, they're so lucky to have that location there. Yeah. It's awesome. Nice. So what I think is really unique about brewed at, right. So like you can go on untapped and you can see what beers are rated well, but you don't get any vibe of like the inside. So I think that's what y'all do a really good job of is showing off that experience, right. It's visual. Um, yeah, I think you're you're really helping folks to really understand where they're going or or decide, you know, hey, this isn't the vibe that we actually want today, you know, or we do want this one or, you know, are you seeing that or people yeah. kind of, you know, coming to you going, hey, where do you think here's what we want to do today? Which one should we go to? You're like a tour guide <laughs> in a way, in a way, for sure. I have people message us all the time saying yeah, I'm coming to Philly. Um, want to know what like some of your favorite places are? Yeah, like like a group of friends. Like where should where, where should we go? And it's like here's like a couple spots that are in the realm of like what you're looking for. So Very yeah, nice. I, I definitely feel that way. <laughs> Very nice. You're you're advocate for beer. Uh, so it's PA, New Jersey, New York. Just kind of because that's where you're at now. Is there an opportunity for you to expand this? You know, have just other people on the ground doing the tasting, doing the write-ups, doing the visuals, and then we can put it all in the, you know, I feel like this could be in any state, right? That is that is the the end goal concept. Okay. Yes. So I don't want to give what, I hope what, I'm not giving away any secrets. <laughs> no, no, not really. Okay. It's uh it's it's through our branding. So it's it is good. But what what we're looking to do is really be like the bar stool of beer in a way okay like okay and the bar stool goes through all they have bar stool philly they have bar stool new york i, mean, I have bar stool westchester here you know hey there you go so essentially like showing this up for like the the beer scene because the beer scene is just like popping up everywhere and everywhere has great beer yeah. and like it's a great scene yeah so who knows i mean there's so much to to do in like in this space so never know what direction we go but that's definitely something we've thought of we're we're looking on actually splitting up uh philadelphia and new york so really focus in on philadelphia right now first build that up and then go into new york at a later time and like hit that hard once we do is there any chance for distilled at yeah, we hear we hear a lot of a lot of those. That like, yeah, maybe. Or yeah, you don't maybe. need to. <laughs> you know. Okay. Or brewed at is still still coffee. That's something we think of. Okay. Absolutely. So that's fun. There's a there's a really cool coffee scene that I was never aware of coming from the suburbs. So that was like, wow. Yeah, there's yeah. there's really, really nice coffee out there that's made with you know, local hands that's cared for and loved, you know, <laughs> there's a big difference when you get a pour over of some like beautifully curated, uh, light roast. You're like, Oh shit. Like that's, that's coffee right there. <laughs> oh yeah. It's awesome. unreal. It beats my Keurig any day. Who is say like your target 
Um, is there a target demographic? Is there a target age? Is it a certain generation? Is it your generation since you're, I mean, you're 15 years younger than me. So, uh, so yeah, I would say we definitely want to target beer drinkers in general. That's, that is the key. It is beer drinkers. But what we're looking to do is also showcase to a generation that's my age and younger sort of coming into the beer scene. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are graduating college and doing the same thing that I was doing, trying different craft beers for the first time and really just expanding their palate. And yeah. it's something to be said for a lot of people my age now. Um, when you go out, it's, oh, let's go to a brewery. Yeah. And these people, they aren't necessarily big into the specifics, like we talked about, the specifics of the hops in the beer, the specifics of the 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 style of the beer and they're just we want to go to a brewery because it's a lot of fun yeah and i know that's just something that's going to be coming up through everybody i talk to and through things that i've been reading it's just it's kind of where the it's shifting and want to be an outlet for people younger and my age to really showcase and learn about the beer scene as well so while doing all that really becoming like a, a what I'd like to say is like craft beer 101. Yeah. So really showing everybody new coming into the scene, putting some excitement into the scene, but also like satisfying all the stuff in the beer scene for the people that are in the beer scene and really just looking at everything now and yep. are highly into the scene, trying all the new breweries, trying every beer, knowing every beer. And looking at our stuff and like, oh, I've been there. That's really cool. That's really fun. So trying to be that spot for everybody in a way. I think also too, you know, the visuals that y'all provide and you also showcase, you know, that this place has food or three reasons to go. So I think that helps too with say like families. Hey, we have kids. Where would be a good fit? Oh, that other half original OG tasting room. That's about 12 feet by 12 feet. Like that's not a good place for kids, right? So I think you're showing them you know, they can visualize themselves there or not. Right. I think that's really, yeah. I mean, that's totally something. And and that brings me back, I guess, to the untapped like piece a little bit more is like my experience with untapped being someone brand new into the scene and also not necessarily knowing all the beers at this point was I'm looking at untapped and I'm just going to the places that I see are close to me. And just, I see a bunch of different names and I'm like, oh, let me check this place out. And not all the time is it the place. And then sometimes it's like, whoa, this place is sick. Yeah. And really trying to find that, that you find that beer that like you didn't know was a thing, right? I have a brewery near me and they have this rosemary goza. And you're like, if that was on a shelf, I probably not, would not have tried it. I go to the brewery. I see this funky beer. I'm like, oh, you try it. And you're like, Holy shit, that's awesome. And you wouldn't have found that on a shelf, you know, some of those small batch type things that you only get in person. Yes, yeah, certainly not. There's there's countless sort of elements to that where I, I feel like every brewery does have that sort of beer or that story yeah. to it. And it's it's just like you can't necessarily find that in the distributors. Like you won't find those in the distributors. You just gotta like go to your local spot and try something new in in a way. Yeah. Awesome. But, it sucks. If yeah. You spend, I mean, you know, $18, $20 on it and you don't like it, which I mean, for the most part, 
is probably good, you know, but people are hesitant, yeah. right? They're going to go back to sometimes like what they had before. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the fun about going to a tasting room. Try the, try the stuff and you I mean, don't see, you know, and you can get four ounces of it. You don't have to buy a four pack. Exactly. Exactly. That's where the flight piece comes into it for, for people in large groups. And you have a group of like eight people. Let's get two flights. Everybody gets to try a, like yeah. some of the beer. See which one's what? your favorite. Go buy that one next. How often do you come across a brewery that does not offer flights? Um, I would say 25% don't. Yeah. And and I and I do understand from talking to all the brewers and from speaking to everybody, but that's just its own separate vibe of that brewery. And, and that's also a cool thing. I mean, you do have the brewers that are like, no, we don't want to do flights. It's not as it's not the traditional way to try a beer. And and that makes sense. And that to me then just adds to what that place is and the atmosphere of that place. Well, it also which is depends cool too. Yeah. So I have a, a client I work with that they have like 200 beers on tap. So to do flights and have all that extra glassware and do all those extra dishes. And when you're busy trying to pour four different beers for four different people, like it just, it's a lot slower. Um, there's good margins when it comes to the bottom line of that, but it's also a lot of work. And again, you need the extra space for all the little glasses and now you're dropping them. And then, so, you know, it's a whole nother thing, right? It's, it's, if you want to keep it simple, then yeah, you're probably not doing, uh, you're not doing flights, but I do like flights. Full disclosure, I like a good flight there, people. Awesome. Evan, all this stuff is very exciting. I'm, I'm really, really digging the vibe. Just, I like what you're doing. I just like to, actually, I just like to look. I'm such an Instagram guy. Like, I've always been a visual. Like, I don't go on Twitter. I don't go on Facebook. I like LinkedIn. But I really like your, like, your uh, Instagram feed. I just want to, like, I know a lot of these folks. And then I get to click through mm-hmm. and watch your reels. And I'm like, oh. You know, maybe I missed that when I was there. Now I have to go back, you know. Um, you guys do a really good job. So talk to me a little bit about the future of Brudat. What uh, what are you guys working on? And how long, I'm sorry, real quick. Yes. How long has Brudat been around? So we've been around for, I would say, a year and a half. Okay. For the so last 2021-ish, 2022? 2021 is when we kind of began with the, the idea. Okay. Launched like 2022, and now okay. we're... Now I am like fully working through it. Love it, man. Way to go. That's awesome. Cool. So tell me about the future of Brudette. Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple things right around the corner that we're really excited to be working on. Uh, I would say the big one that we're working on is we're starting up a specific podcast ourselves. So okay. Okay. really exciting. Uh, we have uh, someone going to be hosting. Can't announce this yet. But okay. we're really excited to have our host in and join us on the team. Um, and what we're going to do is we're really just going to have some different beer tastings on our podcast and really just see what's happening in the scene throughout yeah. the, the week, the month, what's going on. Okay. And really just talking through some of that, okay. really cater to some of the people that are highly invested in what's happening in, in craft beer right now. Love it. Okay. How many times, how often do you think you'll put that out? So what we're, we're looking at right now is once every other week, twice a month. Sure. That's the goal. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, really excited. We're looking to get that out by end of August. Okay. Start is it, that so. called the Brudette podcast? 
It is called the Brood Ad Podcast. I like it. All right, that makes it easy. I'll go look for it. You let me know yeah, when nice it's available. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Absolutely. We'll have you right on. Cool. I saw you guys, um, you know, you do some giveaways. You've done some or you will be doing some like in-person events. We host some events. Is that the goal? In in the future, definitely host yeah. some events. We've been doing some sort of pop-up giveaways, really just trying to create buzz for our partners and then yeah. ourselves and just really just showcase out there in the scene. Okay. Um, one event that we got coming up on July 1st, this one's really exciting. We have uh, five breweries that are going to be giving us 100 beer vouchers each. And we're going to be going to the Phillies tailgate and okay. just giving out some free beers, oh, yeah. the free vouchers in a way to push people and get people to go to the breweries. So it's... It, there's a lot of things going on. It's yeah. both a marketing case study while also being a, a pop-up event to promote the brands that we're working with, promote ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be filming all of this for our social media feeds. Love it. So we're going to have one of our partners on the mic going around to different tailgates and essentially causing a little uh, little trouble if they're not drinking craft beer, give it, roasting them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, Something, something good to, to push them in the right direction. Love it. Um, yeah, and just something catchy, something that we can put on our media to just generate the buzz. That's that's what we're about, at least. Okay, that's awesome. How do we get in touch with Brewdat? We got at Brewdat on Instagram, but where else are you guys found? So we are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We're starting to get a little bit more traction on TikTok as well. Okay. Uh, all at Brudat. Okay. We are on Facebook. Um, we're also on Reddit. Okay. But other ways you can get in touch are through our website, just Brudat.com. Okay. And any DMs of any of the social media platforms, you'll most likely be in touch with me. Love it. Okay, you handle it. You would be responding. Yeah, I, I will okay. be. I do all the talking from when uh, any messages come through and Perfect. email. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. That is terrific. We'll link all that stuff in the show notes. Um, I'm going to give you a couple, couple rapid fire. I'm going to give you, maybe it's not exact. I'll give you some. Um, here, we're going to start with this. All right. Bucket list vacation. Have Japan. you been to Hawaii? Yes. Okay. Are you going back? Not anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of like, if I've been there, let's go somewhere else, you know. All right, so sorry to cut you off. Bucket list vacation. It is Japan. Hell yeah, I'm with you. Okay. You ever read Shoe Dog by uh, Phil Knight, the Nike story? No, but I know if it's the same as the movie, essentially, that just came out. There's a Nike movie. Yeah, Yeah, Air. Air. That might be a little different. I got to watch that, actually. I forgot about that. Um, mm. Shoe Dog is one of the best books I've ever read. And he goes, Phil Knight is constantly going back and forth. It's a great audio book, too. Um, okay. Going back and forth to Japan. And I just, you know, I would love to see Mount Fuji in person. That's that's my jam. Okay. What, uh, you know, you got a, a podcast you're into right now? Besides the Beer Mighty Things podcast? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. No, I mean, of course. Um Oh, there's, I listen to so many podcasts. Okay. Do you have a go-to that you're consistent with? 
I listen to the Joe Rogan experience a lot. I okay. listen to a lot of different basketball podcasts, the rights to Ricky Sanchez. Okay. That's my go-to Sixers podcast. Big okay. Sixers guy. Okay. Um, Denver Nuggets me, took it home last night. Don't love seeing that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, besides that, No Dunks is another good basketball podcast. Okay. I'm just checking them out right now. What are you looking forward to in 2023, the last six months for the craft beverage industry? Um, I, that's, a, that's a great question. Something that's really cool that I've been seeing today is some of the New Jersey laws have been Awful. moving in a good direction. Yes. And that's really cool to see. And I want to see more of that. Okay. I love that. I'm, I'm all, totally on board with that. What companies inspire you or people? Yeah, ton of companies. One of my favorites. So there's Liquid Death. Yeah, hell yeah. I love what they're doing. Their their marketing and branding is awesome. Okay. They're just selling water and they're doing it in such a creative way. Um, there's the it's called the Raindrop Agency. They do marketing for Suavecito. Um, mm. It is uh, Doctor Squatch soap. Yeah, and they're doing really unique things with with media, and then in the craft beer world, Victory's branding is awesome. Uh, you got Evil Genius does some really good branding. Forgotten Boardwalk is one of my favorites. Yep, those guys are doing things. I would say like the best. Awesome. What is the best advice you've ever been given? That's a great question. I'm going to need a second for that one. That's all good. That's not part of the rapid fire. The rapid fires are done. <laughs> Honestly, like when I hear some really good advice, I write them down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I have notes of like everything that, that has inspired me. So I think I have to take a quick peek. Do you have a quote the- that you love? There's no, 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 not a specific quote. Okay. Off the top of my head. Uh, are you familiar with the Dear Muddy Things quote, which is where my podcast comes from? I I am because I've heard it on an episode. I heard it on the episode with uh, Victory. Victory. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's my jam. So that inspires me, right? Just try new shit. If you fail, so what? Try it anyway, you know? Yeah, and I, I mean, I really, I believe in that concept. Like, I... I whether it came from like a bunch of different sources or like, I've just heard that enough. Like I listen to a ton of podcasts or, and like just entrepreneurial yeah. speeches on YouTube. I listen to YouTube so much, yeah. like more than anything, just like clips you on listen YouTube. To YouTube. You listen to YouTube. I do. Yeah. So do you pay for YouTube? I mean, I have YouTube TV, but I don't yeah. pay for, for YouTube. But okay, so do you watch YouTube or do you listen to YouTube? I do both. Okay. My thought, I'm just asking because if, my thought was that if you say have YouTube open on your phone and you put your phone away, you close out the window, it, it YouTube would stop. You just can't, you just can't close your iPhone. Yeah. If you keep it open, it, it you can do other things on your phone too. Like you can. Oh yeah, now it makes a little, things. makes a little window now, right? Yeah. yeah. I have YouTube TV. I love it. It's okay. great. All right. All right. So 
the other part of my question was, what is the worst advice you've ever been given? Have you ever been given advice? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I have. I, I, well, I'm thinking like, dude, I, you, you went to school, you, you go to school, you go to Nestle for three years and you quit your job. Like it took me yeah. seven to do that. So somebody, there had to be good and bad advice within those decisions, I would think. The, there absolutely is. It's, I think a lot of it comes from being told that like, you're crazy or you can't do something. You can't do this. Yeah. Here's it's the like, crazy ones. That's, that's how I, to me, fortunate favors the brave. Yeah. So yeah. Where I come, like, I can't pinpoint anything specific in a quote, but I've been told so many times and just countless, like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. And you just got to, if you're confident enough in yourself, which yeah. at this point in my life, I've grown to really see that yeah. you got to take those chances yeah. and you don't take no as an answer and you, you make it, you will your way through any sort of Avenue you can yeah. to get to the place that you see people, people can't see what you see. So you just have to really fight for what you believe in, in your vision. And then eventually people will see that. Yeah. Any, any why, or no, any how can be overcome by a large enough why. So if you have a big, if you want to do it enough, you can do it. You just need a big enough why, you know. All right. And then um, people surround themselves with you that are yeah. also looking to do really cool things. And that's that's where I find myself right now. So Absolutely. All right. One last question for you, Evan. What is in your fridge right now, beer-wise? Ooh, good question. I have, oh, can I take a quick peek? I have a bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me your top three or, or wildest okay. three. Let's see. We can, we can hear the, the shuffling of the beers. All the planks. Yeah. <laughs> So just from a recent trip to Philly, we just did a video and I pulled out, there's no crying in baseball, evil yep. genius, yep. mango hate IPA, yep. the hop devil from victory IPA. Always classic. And then here's one I haven't tried yet. And I'm excited to try it's Fagley's brew works. Yeah. It is their oatmeal stout and the oatmeal stout. You can't, yeah. You can't see, but it's, it's so cool. This actually, like, people on the podcast can't see, but it's some really cool looking can art. Wanted to give that a try. Love it. Yeah. So Fegley's is in, you know, I grew up in the Lehigh Valley in Bethlehem. So that was one of the very first like breweries up there. Um, them and like Weyerbacher, you know, they're probably 30 years old at this point. So um, I have yeah, I, one of their Imperial Stouts, like Rudolph's Revenge or something like that in my fridge. It's been in there quite some time. <laughs> so that's all. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, brother. I used cool. to work in Allentown, so I was down there all the time. Perfect. All right, my friend. Well, hey, I think that about does it. Well, I do want to have you back on. I want to keep in touch. Um, everybody should follow your adventures out there. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll find a new brewery you didn't know about. Um, maybe you'll 
have a renewed perspective on something or you know maybe you had a bad feeling about something prior and now you see your video at brewed at and like oh they changed it up oh they have food now oh that beer's there i want to go there so you know keep advocating for our uh, lovely brewing community man thank you for coming on evan yeah no i really appreciate the opportunity thank you so much kyle and uh, we'll do it a reverse situation when our podcast is ready as well i would love it cool well just let us know yep for sure all right man cheers thank you thank you